Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You are on with Real Redneck Tom Millard, and of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? I am here, and it's a, a beautiful night for a podcast. It is a beautiful night for a podcast. And of course, sitting beside me, the patriarch of Redneck Country, my father, Real Redneck Tom Millard. That is your Mike Hot. Yes, it is. Another walk over on a beautiful evening. It's, it is a gorgeous day, I tell what you that for sure. What a day it's been. You know what made today even better? The Millard family over there? That, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous I, to ask. I was not working today. That, that's what made today an even better day. You had wow. like the whole day off. Yeah, I decided. Well, I mean, I took about six or eight phone calls from work, and was it because you listened to last week's messages. last week's podcast and you heard about the retirement, so you thought you'd give this a try, like Freedom oh, oh, Forty? Yeah. yeah, I was trying that. I, I had Monday. I worked from home on Monday. Uh, I had a doctor's appointment that I went to uh, mid morning, and I said, "You know what? I'm retired. Doctor's appointment and hanging at home." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I got lots more stories about that. But <laughs> so today, today we did some dreaming and retirement stuff. It was our wedding anniversary on Monday that just passed, and uh, we decided Candace had to work. She works Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So I said, you know what? She she actually wanted to take today off and just kind of hang out, and that's what we did. So. It was a good day. Right um, how many years, Bill? Yeah, we're 18 years now. Congratulations. We, uh, we're able to figure things out for 18 years. And That's good. It's, it's been good. Yeah, lots of lots of changes over that time. Uh, three different houses and uh, three kids and one going off to college in, in the, the fall. But I tell you what, it's... Uh, it's fun. You know what? I chose the right person or she chose me, whatever it works out. And if she listens she, to this. She put up with you. Up, right? I think that's. Oh, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> it. I found somebody to be able to put up with me for, for yeah. 18 years. And, and uh, congratulations on settling 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did. We did some dreaming today. I tell you, I, started, I sent you a picture. Uh, of what we were, oh, yeah, what we were doing. So, so is, is, was that like an anniversary gift? Yeah, right. <laughs> she loves me, but not that much. <laughs> so <laughs> we went, uh, I went today for the longest time. I've been talking about yeah, a motorcycle and I've talked about finishing the VW. I'm all over the place with this stuff. But the one thing we can agree upon is, is we like to, uh, we're thinking about uh, next year and a half or two years, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, one of those Polaris slingshots. And if you've ever seen them, the big appeal to the, those things for me is they look like the Batmobile. And it, I just absolutely love them. So we're, uh, there's no time soon. We're dreaming. It doesn't cost you anything to go into a store and look around and dream. So that's <laughs> part of what we did on our day off today. What are they? Are they two seaters? They are two seaters, which was the appeal. Right. If I got a motorcycle, it's just me. She doesn't like the idea of uh, riding a motorcycle by herself. Um, it's too many wanted- nuts on the road. Like I had that. I had a crotch rocket. I had a thousand cc crotch rocket, and we were talking about this on our way to the gun club, weren't we, Dad? Yeah. That I said well, I was following some dude on this old pipe bomb and he's doing like 70 and i'm like why have a motorcycle if you're just gonna drive doing 70 in front of like dial that thing up 200 210 220 (laughs) it ain't fun (laughs) and that's what i said i'm i mom and and dad actually made me sell my motorcycle when they pretty much made me quit bull riding and made me sell my rx8 
And so all of those things that could potentially kill me because I have responsibilities. I have children. Bill and I were both with him, and we both agreed the guy was just enjoying the ride. Oh, he's boring. And we both agreed when we had bikes that we just enjoyed the cruise, a nice summer day, windy road, trees on both sides. You don't need to dial it up, but it's getting too dangerous. You can't dial it up on those things, but on a a rocket you can. But I did say that. I said... It, I, and Bill said the same. Of all the close calls that he he remembers on his bike, he had a big old Goldwing, and uh, and then I remember all the ones I had on mine. And so it's even worse today. Like I sold mine, I don't know what five years ago. So it's it's even worse, I think, today with all of the texting and driving and yeah. distracted and more cars on the road. And so for me, I, I, I look and I see them all popping up and I'm like, Oh, look at that bike. But I know that it's only a matter of time. It's like bull riding. Yeah. It's not, if you well, get hurt, it. it's how it's, bad. That's right. And this dealership that I went to, into today is a, an Indian motorcycle dealer. And they are beautiful That's what that bike bikes. was in front of me, was an Indian. Oh, and the dude, gorgeous. It, yeah, it was a white Indian motorcycle. And I said he was driving straight, straight arm, like sitting straight up. And when he turned, he didn't lean. He like turned like a car. And I'm like, this guy's a newer driver. He's doing 70s, yeah. turned like a car. I'm like, he's he's driving like a cop. Like he's sitting straight upwards. And I said, that, that bike, there was the sun was glaring on my windshield. And I said, that bike's not even white. What's he think? He's a cop. And he turned the corner and it was. It was a white Indian, and I'm like, oh, never mind. <laughs> Maybe it was a cop. <laughs> yeah. you know, I had a, I had a nice custom pullback bars, teardrop, gas tank. I put an oversized tire in the back end. Oh, it rode smooth. I loved cruising. On my way to work one morning, and a guy turned in front of me. No, I was on my way home from work one afternoon. Guy turned in front of me, hit me head on. Oh no! Yeah, while I was in the hospital having surgery. Uh, my wife took a settlement for the insurance settlement and said, no, nope, you're done riding bikes. It's too dangerous out there. I had the cops come see me three times, and they said, this guy's claiming you didn't have a headlight on. I said, it came on when you turn on the bike. You can't turn it off. Well, it's all smashed now, so he yeah, says it wasn't on. And I said to him, nope, you go to that record yard, wrecking yard where it's sitting, because I've been there to look at it and say goodbye to my bike. And you get the key from them in there and turn it on. The lens is smashed, but the bulb comes on with the ignition. You go and do that. So they did it. The light was on. But I was at that scene and I was arguing because the guy was saying at the scene, because I was on my way home from school. Me and my sister was driving me home uh, from from high school and we came up on it. I'm going, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And I was out of that car before it was stopped and, and ran up. And sure enough, it was dad and everybody's on scene. Ambulance is on scene. The cops wouldn't let me go near it. But the guy that hit dad was saying... The, the light's not on. And I, and I yelled, the light's on right now. Look at it. And the bike was laying on its side, still on. And the light was on. So oh, I, I don't even know man. why that became such a big fiasco. But uh, you're, you're all right. Obviously, there was no uh, lasting effects other than. Oh, oh, there was. You know, no, no bike anymore. <laughs> I got a scar. That's it. I think that, that's not yeah, it. I went over the windshield. <laughs> I went over the f- handlebars. And I never let go of the handlebars. And uh, you went through the arm, windshield. Well, there wasn't a windshield on the bike, but I went over the handlebars. Yeah, and my you arm, had a full windshield on that thing. No, I didn't. I, I hit the windshield of the car. No, you went through yours. You cracked it in half. You had a windshield on. I don't remember having a windshield. Either way, like I said, my arm rode up the mirror <laughs> and took the mirror off, and the, the broken bolt on the end of the stem of the mirror went right through my right arm halfway, and like halfway 
the, the width of my arm, ripped mellow, mellow, muscle bodies, ripped All the tendons, arteries, all the, everything was hanging out. Ripped tendons, it wasn't pretty. and blood was just pouring out of it, and I had to have surgery on that arm. But I ended up going right into the windshield of the car that hit me, and you, my body was outlined in his windshield. Then I Holy went over smoke. the roof and landed down on the pavement. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stories about guys. A friend of mine wanted to sell me to buy his bike a couple of years back. Good price, whatever. But he said, I said, well, what do you want to sell it for? He says, well, three times this year already. And it was early in the year. He says, I've just been about run off the road. He says, the last time for me, I put my, had to put my boot in the driver's side door because the lady was talking on her cell phone, wasn't paying attention, and came over into my lane. And if it wasn't for me booting on her door, she would have come right over and I would have been right into the guardrail. Man. And I said, yeah, well, maybe maybe I'll look at a different venue yeah. <laughs> yeah. For, for, for that. And now I've talked about motorcycles off and on for years. But every time I do, one of these stories comes up and it mm-hmm. kind of puts me into a, oh, I well, had a blast do I really on need to do it or not. Absolutely had a blast. But yeah, it's just dangerous. Way too many, too many close calls. Yeah. Why do it? Yeah. So I, still, I, I like the cruise, right? Yeah. I like the fact that I can have an open top and this, this slingshot uh, for the price of them. They're, uh, they're a beautiful do up machine that uh, you don't need your M license for, but you do need to ride a hel- ride with a helmet, which is kind of weird. Um, you're, uh, you're used to that anyway. Yeah, I, yeah. Still, I still miss my bike. That nice cruising on a nice summer day, but I miss it. But I ain't going back to it. Too many people out there. You got a nice yeah. machine now, anyways. Oh, you, yeah, yeah. You I cruise and have fun with. Yeah, I got the hot uh, rod now. So, a couple yeah. of weeks, I'll have it out. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Yep. So that was that was my day day today. Kind of dreaming about the future and what happens if I win the millions and. And now I'm at home drinking tea, talking to you guys. So, <laughs> so tell me, what would you guys get up to this week? Anything uh, exciting? You want to go first, Dad? Yeah, sure. I, I had a good <laughs> week. I was, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I was doing my walks and, and uh, putting around out in the shed. I'm trying to get things ready to go. I got to sort out my shed. And too early, the wife won't let me get the the furniture out on the porch and on the back deck yet because she said we could still get some rain and snow and so I said okay so the second week in April I'll do all that but Todd got two tree stands for Christmas and they've been stored in my shed since Christmas and he got a 20 footer and an 18 footer so today I dragged out the 20 footer cut open the box and I built the 20 footer and is it ever nice i got her in the tree in my backyard all strapped in so it's good and solid so we can try it out and the seat is so comfortable do i need to check the bolts and stuff (laughs) nope or everything (laughs) i went over it all it's all tightened down and the seat's like a like a cloth hammock it's not cloth it's like that weaved weaved stuff and it's comfortable oh is it ever comfortable and the the uh bar the shooting bar is adjustable you can you can move it out away from your body or back in towards your body or and it's got can you really adjustable adjustable stops on the uh arm rails you can move them up or down so the bar can go lower or bring it up higher when it comes to a stop and Mm. you can if you want to flip it right up over your head against the tree and you want to stand up you can lift the seat right up so it's out of the way while you're standing on the platform can you Yes, you can. Oh, I like it. And the platform has a footrest. So 
you're, when you're sitting there, you can put your feet on the platform or put them out on that foot rest. And do you want to stand up, take the shot, flip up the bar, flip up the seat? And you're Did you install clean. the cell phone holder, my cup holder? It's got a cup holder on it. <laughs> Look came with at a really that. nice bag cup holder. <laughs> I'm living the life. I like it. Came it getting with, a little uh, bit spoiled there. It's yeah. soft. And it you came know. with uh, two equipment Next thing hooks. you know, I'll be drinking tea. <laughs> There's, there's three holes down each side rail. You can put the cup holder wherever you want it, and you got two two uh, equipment hooks to fit in any one of those six holes. So you can put your equipment hooks anywhere you want them. Really? And so I don't even have to go in the tree. I like that. Well, I, that was I figured that was part of the the present, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I texted him. I said, when you get a minute, he's retired. Over and try this stand out. It's really a nice. He has stand. lots of time. He's retired. So yeah. my plan tomorrow is to build the 18 footer and see if it's as nice. Well, is he able to sit long enough to enjoy the features of a stand like that? Oh, well, one thing, well, you, yes. know, you know, Todd, but one thing, he, he doesn't want to come home. If he's fishing, if he's in a tree, hunting deer, whatever, he never wants to come home. He's in no hurry to come home. Wherever <laughs> we go, he's in no hurry. Even, even shooting last night, he was in no oh. hurry to get home. He was having too much fun. I visiting. was in a hurry. I couldn't stand following this dude on this old motorcycle. No, 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 not driving home, leaving the gun club. He just, he's just relaxed. He's visiting. He's just, you know, he's long going to shoot yeah. again. Oh, all right, then we'll shoot again with you. <laughs> I saw the video of that online, and actually, I saw him break one target, but the other two I didn't see. Oh no, so they I'm were all sure. broke, Bill. They were all. No, they you went, know why you didn't see the them left. break? A, they barely came out of the house, so it was tough to see them to start with. And B, once you heard the shot, that was it. It was, there was done. There was, was nothing, nothing left, left in the, the air. <laughs> but the the dust flying back towards where it came from. That's right. That's right. Well, yep. it's good that you guys are able to get out. How's, uh, how's yeah, the shooting we going? we rode last night, and I focused on handicap because I got to get my handicap. If I'm going to get back in the inner clubs, I got to get my handicap game back in. I haven't really shot a good score till I got that yard at a shoot last year. I earned a yard. I'm back at the 22-yard line. It shouldn't have made that much difference, but I haven't shot a good score since then, and then I fell, and so now I'm struggling. But I went out there just to focus on the handicap and just – Give my arm a good workout. So in between, Bill wanted to shoot a round of singles. I said, well, okay, I'll shoot one with you. So I had a 24, but I already shot good. a couple rounds of handicap. And, and uh, Bill said, you're going to let your arm rest? No, I'm just going to keep plugging away. I've got to get the stamina in this arm, get it to do what it needs to do, and, and get back at, at shooting. So that's what I'm working on. But it's coming back. It's, it's like I'm confident by summer I'll be back in competition. Good deal. What did you break last night, Todd? And- we'll talk about the 25. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You're, well, you yeah, rolled for, rolled one, did you? I did. I did. It, it, and it's tough because you're shooting with these guys that want to make it social time, retirement time. You can't. Oh, give me how a do break. you? How do you focus? <laughs> And, and I'm trying to I'm trying to critique them and coach them, so I'm coming out of my spot to stand oh, behind Lord. them and and make sure that they're doing everything they need to do. You know, it's tough. It's tough life. But I did. Yeah, I can imagine shot, that uh, your dad needs a whole bunch of coaching. Yeah. <laughs> well, right. we shot. We talked about the inner club. We haven't talked about the inner club last Sunday. No, we, we haven't. We shot that. the inner club down Rishoyle last Sunday. Oh yeah, you said you were going to yeah, do that yeah. on the last podcast. Yeah. yeah. So, so the squad. Remember, I said a spot opened up. So Dad said he was going to. There's a spot on my. Well, my whole squad bailed the on me. They didn't even bailed, show up. So, so it was just me I, and Dad. Yeah. I go in there and, and Bill Malcolm says, "Hey, you're shooting with Todd. It's just you two. I said, said, good. That's good. So we go out and shoot the 16s, and I shot a 25, 
and shot Todd shot a twenty three. Yeah, so, so wasn't happy. He dropped two. And Bill says, and soft lefts, like very. I just didn't get to him. I shot him like a straightaway. And Bill comes back and he says, "Did you kick his butt?" Look by the look of his head, he's you, his head's hanging down. You kicked his butt. I kicked his butt, Bill. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Bill was quite <laughs> excited, so Bill got right on his case. But Bill, but Todd came back and I rallied back. Yeah, take yeah. this, Bill. He came back in the in the handicap, and would you shoot a twenty three in a twenty four in the handicap? Twenty four tied for high gun. Yeah, tied for high gun, forty seven. And my score hit the Lewis, so he won high gun. I won the Lewis. We each won thirty two dollars. Nice. You come back yeah. with some uh, some oh, money, and the fact that, that your dad beat you, Todd, that's all the better. Just no, no, in the no. singles. Just, but whoa, whoa. It, the, the total target counts what matters, yeah, Bill. Just in the singles. I'm <laughs> struggling in the handicap. <laughs> I went out last night just to shoot handicap. I got to bring my handicap score back. I was happy I haven't missed a target all season. <laughs> I have not missed one all year. What's that? You got to shoot at him. I have not missed a target all year. You got to shoot at him and miss him. <laughs> Well, I mean, those are the small details there, Todd. Small details. Bill's one hundred percent. I keep a spreadsheet on on all these interclubs, and put our names in, and I I put the scores in, and then how many targets you hit in the singles, how many in the handicap, what's your total, and then the total on the four hundred for the trophies. I do a spreadsheet. How much money it costs you to play? How much did you win? And so far, I'm money ahead. I've made money this year. But that's, that's because I've only shot one shoot, and that was last Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> small, small details. Good. That's it. So, yeah, there you go. And Todd, tell me, tell me about a little bit about what you did this week. I'm, I'm interested before we get into. Oh, well, we did the shooting. The, the the only other thing I think that I did this week, I got the the scooters. I got the the third one rocking and rolling now, and so we've been. The kids and I, hey, let me update you on something, Bill. This reminds me, Mr. Retirement sitting beside me here. So we hop on the scooters after kids get home from school. Let's fire up the scooters and we'll go for a ride. I'll make them put on orange, put on their bike helmets and away we go. And so go blasting. We thought the kids go, well, let's stop by grandma and grandpa's. So we go ripping down the road and we swing into grandma and grandpa's place. And, and mom's down with my aunt on the computer doing something. I don't know. So I we know where this is going. Oh yeah. We barge in. And now what was the one thing that we talked about last week at the beginning where retired folks. doesn't nap. You know what? He does not nap. He bl- we blast in the door and Avery goes to grandma. Where's grandpa? Oh, he's in the room there with the door closed. Swings open. He's got a thing over his eyes. He's out cold <laughs> having a nap. 3.30 in the after. Freaking noon. Wow. Four o'clock. There, there was some very adamant, I do not nap. That's correct. Man, that is podcast. correct. And I haven't had a nap in months. <laughs> and the one time you, you do, Todd catches you? <laughs> no, yeah, it's just yeah, happening. Right. He had to walk in on uh-huh. that day. I had had some late nights and I had some here, early mornings. Here we go. I had some mornings I had to get up and be at the lab. I had a morning I had to get up for a doctor's appointment. Another morning I had to get up and take my wife someplace. And then late nights we were getting home late and uh, company coming. And then she wanted me to stay up and watch some shows. And I said to her, I am really tired today. I am beat. And I took three walks. And I said, I'm going to get my three walks in early because I don't <laughs> I'm know if I'm going to go walk bunch. after This supper. was about I'm what tired. I did this week. No, you've says, already had your turn. <laughs> she yeah. says, why don't you go and lay down for a few minutes because I'm going to be on the computer with Trudy. I said, okay. So I went and laid down for a few minutes. And wouldn't you know it? 
The idiot comes over right on that time. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> the Frank in. Sinatra. Yeah. Regrets. I've had a few. Yeah. Avery <laughs> comes in. happening to this Wakes Todd? me up. <laughs> Todd, he does his thing. He's ready to go. And he says, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I said, what? Wait a minute. What'd you think of? You were napping. Oh, here we go. I forgot to get a picture. I should have just, because it's, uh, it's such normal. You know, that's the worst part. Because no it's so normal happens. process that I just, it was just it an average, an every, an average everyday <laughs> thing. I didn't think to get a picture. It wasn't an anomaly until no, I realized he said normal. it is an anomaly and no. I should have got a picture. I was just beat. I'd had it. Working outside and up late, uh-huh. up early. And I, I think just, you'll have more opportunities by the sounds of it, Todd, if you just happen to go over a few I more tell times. tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I'll nope, put yeah, mom on well, it. Went all day Good. today, out walking, building that blind and, and doing stuff and in the shed. And nope. No naps. So, so that was my week. Yep. We got to shoot twice already. And then uh, we've been out on the scooters. Good, Good times. Deal. Yeah. Well, sounds like you've uh, you've had a, some times down there. And uh, with the weather going the way it is, Candace and I decided... To, uh, to to go for a drive this upcoming Saturday, and this is kind of where I wanted to go this week if we're ready to get into there. Ooh, to go um, for a drive? Well, yeah, I wanted to <laughs> talk a little bit about this uh, going for a drive thing because it's it's about that time of year where uh, turkey hunting season is coming right up around uh, the corner, right? Going now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And and, and I went with uh, Michael. Remember, young Michael we had on here. He got his first deer out of my stand this year. Oh, yep. he oh, he's remembering more what he did this week. Yeah, and uh, Michael's deer snook called me. Dave snook called me, and he says, hey, young Michael's deer has ready. Oh, awesome. So I give Michael a call. I said, let me know when you're going down. So him and Scotty, they were going to go down. They messaged me. They said, hey, we're heading down at 3 o'clock. All right, I'll meet you there. So I went down. Oh, Mike was just beaming. I got a couple of pictures of him holding it, and he was taking it home to put uh, – in his bedroom, hanging over his bed, and he's just beaming. He was really pleased. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, so that see some of the pictures of that. We sent them across. Yeah. But I sent him to Todd. Todd's got a couple. So, he, yeah, he keeps no, that he, stuff to himself. Though I'm not sure why he doesn't share. Well, if I was in the picture, you'd have it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it would have been all over social media by now. Yeah, but Dave, he's Don. He's a. I'm so glad you came with these guys. It's been a while. I said, well, COVID and everything. You know what happens, Dave. He says, yeah. And you know what's coming up? I said, yep, turkey season. He says, you guys better get some and come on down here. I said, oh, we'll be down. Don't you worry. So This is, uh, yeah, and this is part of where where I need some assistance. You know, the almost guy's got some uh, uh, some problems and, and, you know, waiting for Todd to cue in on that one, but the almost guy's got a few, oh, few issues you. here. That I was, I was loaded, cocked, and ready, but I'm thinking <laughs> what, where my mind was going was you need Dad to come down and go for a drive with you. I think that's the way it needs to go because here's here's my problem. So, like I've said to you guys before. Uh, one one of, of your times, problems, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah we won't list. The, well, this is the short list, not the long list tonight. <laughs> one of the problems is my hunting spots are primarily – County Bush. Now, with County Bush, you don't need to ask permission because all you need is Ontario Federation of Angler and Hunter membership and time. That's pretty much it. Respect the rules of the of the open season. You park your vehicle, you go in. If another hunter is there, you know, maybe have a conversation about where you're going versus where he's going or she's going. And that's it. I am needing to branch out a little bit more. 
and uh, go find some permissions or find some property that I can hunt on. And I wanted to touch on today a little bit about maybe a little bit of a role play as to the process that you go to, not for somebody that you know, but let's say that you've, you've found a field or you've gone because Saturday morning, Candace and I are going to get up. We're going to pour our coffees. We're going to grab our binoculars. We're going to go for a drive, take, take a look at some fields. And maybe that field has got a bird in it. And then now I want to approach the farmer to ask for permission for his property. So it's not about figuring out where to ask permission. It's about nope. asking permission. Yeah. I've, you've, you, can, you can run the roads. And this is where, where I'm at. I'm going to put some, some miles on the car. This, this weekend, uh, Saturday morning. You know what and, you should do? See. Stop in at that dealership and take that little thing for a test drive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that might help, but yeah, it, it I, might put the wrong I, Honestly, you know what? You stop in and ask permission in that, it becomes a bigger conversation piece, and permission becomes a secondary thing. We might be onto something here. You might be onto something real good there, but the, uh, the steps I, I'm thinking about is, Yes, you've already gone. You've done. Uh, you've done the scouting. I, I've found that yes, this field right here has got uh, got birds in it, and now I want to go to the farmer and ask for permission. And I know that you've got the the, the silver gem there. I won't call him the golden gem because he's not doesn't have the golden hair. He's got the white hair. So the silver 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 gem there. That's what you could call him. I got a bunch <laughs> of other names. <laughs> and yeah, so. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. On how we do it? On how we get yeah. permission? Can I yep. can I set the scene before oh. you interrupt me five times, Dad? Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. I won't, I won't promise. <laughs> no kidding. I have to mute his mic. So, uh, because of who I am, I have a theory when we ask permission. Now... Dad has got his own way of asking permission and so that we retain it and we build rapport and then really you become friends with the landowner. But that, we'll, we'll get into that. Right. And then it's it's a matter of I consider them friends now, even if they don't let me hunt anymore. I'm, they're still friends. They're nice people. They're all good folks. So that's the cool factor. But we'll get there after that. So for me, me and Scotty, even if, if it's just me and Scotty, it was just even me driving around and we find a field, we'll find a field for geese or turkey or think oh man i bet you that woods is right loaded with turkeys for whatever reason we've seen them before or it just looks good or for deer or whatever so do i go up and ask no so i look like a young punk attitude blah 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 i i know who i am i know how i who i i look like i'm 22 so that's also a downfall Right? Oh man, oh man. <laughs> it's being laid on pretty thick tonight. <laughs> Maybe 24. So yeah. so and and I dress the part so that I cuz I'm a young dude. I'm I'm hip. I'm cool. Well, I think that's a hindrance. So I got I got earrings in both ears, you know. I've got the flat bill hat and whatever else and I drive a big freaking truck that you'd think some 24 year old drives and because it's not real conducive to normal everyday life of getting in and out blah 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 and that's the thought process and I know this because I've had family that owns farms or that well still does but owns and and I I'd get chirped all the time why don't you put a muffler on that thing I didn't put a muffler magnaflows that's why you can hear me and oh you young kids blah 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 and that's the that is the thought process 
process. So when you pull it, I want to say as much as I hate it and, and hate judgmental stuff and people and everything else, first impressions, man, it, you, the minute you pull in, it's like, what is coming in my laneway? And there's already a predetermined thought process that is etched in stone, right? That that's the, it's hard to get past that. It's hard to get over that. If I pull into my, my lifted F two fifty big front grill guard. And so when I, when we find it, we don't go, we wait for, for Kenny Rogers slash Santa Claus over here sitting beside me. And, and his demeanor is a lot softer. And now that he's even getting older, it's even getting more softer. Like he, I, I, how do you get mad at somebody that's older? (laughs) Really? But so we'll, we'll find it. We'll get him and then we'll go Now I will typically walk up with him, but I will take out my earrings because I'm all about squashing stereotypes, right? Like I have so many different alter egos of, of who I am. And, and people will say, Todd, Todd just, he's got an identity crisis. No, I just don't like fitting the bill. One day I'll be one and the next day I'll be the other. And you'll never know what I'm thinking or what I, what I want, what I want to be or who I feel I am. So, but, so I will take out my, my earrings and I typically maybe take off my hat or I will take off my hat as I'm walking up so that they see because if it's an old school person that is a sign of respect my grandparents would say you take your hat off and so if you do that that automatically sets a tone wow took just something as small as that this gentleman took his hat off so maybe he's not a young punk kid right so everything you can do to be cognizant of that so that is how how i roll because i very much know the persona i portray when i pull into a laneway and it's about to ask permission yeah we're going going back on that too i guess it's it, it are you i guess when you're going up to a, a place are you 90% of the time cuz you, you guys grew up in that area right or 90% of the time you don't know who those people are um, before you go up. You, you, it's if not we're like going a, up to ask, yeah, we don't know who they are. If yeah, we know who, if, if we know them, then yeah, but, yeah, but typically. It's going to be a different story. They already know who you are. At we've that already point got time. permission. To, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> right. So no, that, that's, that's who it is. And, I, and I'm talking here. I don't have family around this area. Here around. Yep. So everybody that I go up to here now, I mean, there, there's older people that are, that are farming. Now they're second generations or younger people that are farming. Uh, you know, everybody's got their opinion of of other people and and if you have that yeah, you know no hat uh, earring type look on maybe that that stereotype is, is not what they're looking for right oh yeah like you know anybody walking up their lane they're already going okay who's yeah, coming sure. up here Especially like it's now and now because it's covid times right well, and that's I, even I'm worse. very hesitant to, to to go saturday to do much other than to to look around can't hurt nothing be, though be, well, no, no. If I go up to their, their place with a mask on and, yep. uh, you know, my sunglasses, I look like I'm going to rob them. I don't know I about your beard, beard Dan. Beard, right? yeah. <laughs> well, that's it, right? <laughs> like it. But I got my wife with me, so I've got maybe... You know what I would dog. do? I would send Candace, <laughs> and I would be about 20 steps behind her looking at the ground with puppy dog eyes and, and very sheepishly walking up behind her. <laughs> <laughs> so Don, I, I want to hear from, from, from your side, if you were cold Turkey going in, start off the conversation as if I'm, I'm the, uh, the, the, the guy that, that you want to, uh, the, the property that you want to hunt. 
Yeah, you got to remember, I started when I was 15. It was a different time then, but you still had to get permission. So I, I did it for a lot of years when I was a young guy. And then I had kids, and then I had Karen, Todd, and I discovered that what I would do is I'd, I'd do my scouting whenever I could, but I would only go and look for the farmer, look up the farmer on Saturday mornings, and I'd take Todd along with me when he was just a little guy. Oh, and, I think uh, I need some royalties. Yep. And I would uh, walk up and I'd say, you know, they could say, can you help? Can I help you? Yeah, I'm looking for the landowner that owns this pond or this field over here. Can you, is that you or do you know who that might be? Yep, that's me. Oh, well, that's what I'm looking for. I said, I've noticed some ducks going in there. And uh, I was really hoping to get permission to go in there on Saturday mornings and because uh, uh, I worked anyway. So I said on some Saturday mornings and, and maybe take the young guy along with me and, and shoot a few ducks. Would that be okay? Yeah, sure. And I got the feeling that you're a family man. You got a job. You know, you're not a vagrant. You're not a bum. And so you're going to be safe and you're going to be, you're going to, you're going to obey the laws. And then be of respectful. Course, yeah. Yeah. So, so that helped for a long time. That hasn't changed because now I quite often. Because now I'm so good looking. Well, then he takes me up. And they'll tell me, oh, hey, look, we, we sell in this field. Go see if you can find out. Sometimes it's just hard trying to find the owner. You got to lock on a num- knock on a number of doors and they'll say, oh, I don't know who owns that. Or, yeah, he lives east here somewhere, but so-and-so down the road might know who it is. So you might have to knock on three or four doors. To oh, find it, the it owner. can be some work. I'll tell you what. Sure. Yeah. 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 So what I do now is I say, look, I'm looking for the owner of this field. Right here, and I, I would give the number, the emergency number of the field that's out front. And uh, can you tell me who that might be? Well, yeah, that's me. That's me. Oh, one of the neighbors down there said that might be you. I said, what I'm looking for, permission to uh, on some Saturday mornings, because uh, for me and the boys, and the boys work, so we only got Saturday mornings. And I'm looking for permission for me and the boys to maybe go in there and, and hunt a few geese. And so that tells them, okay. The boys are working. They're responsible. And I'm looking for a place for me and the boys. We're going to do this as a family unit or, you know, the unit of us, like my son and Scotty. He's a friend, but he's almost like a son, you know, that type of thing. And it kind of. Or a daughter. Yeah, it kind of puts them at ease. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> geez. so it kind of puts them at ease and you're responsible. And that, and that all goes to help you get permission. Like now, did, do you uh, ask for just geese as an example? Then you'd go back and ask, or or in the initial conversation, because this Saturday that is my, a my, very my good goal. question, Bill. Okay. My goal this Saturday is to get property for turkey hunt and deer. No, and if, well, if they for go, now, yes, so, you're right. So I'm let me right. give you my theory because this is what bugs me. Dad will go and I'll say, "Hey, there's a good spot for turkey and for deer," and he'll come back and go, "Yep, we're good to go for turkey. What about deer?" Well, I didn't ask about deer. Well, you you've just built rapport, and they said yes to turkey. If they said yes to turkey, and you just said now in in the fall. Is is deer something we could talk about now, or do you want to wait until fall? And if they said yes, you're in. But oh no, no, no. The way I look at it, don't be greedy, don't be pushy. Give them a chance to have you on their property, because I've had some places where they say, okay, you text me when you're going, and you text me when you're leaving, so that I know you get in and out safely. 
And then I'll go back and see him later. And, hey, while we were in there, we noticed some deer sign. We noticed this. Is anybody hunting it? Is there a chance? And sometimes it's already spoken for, but lots of times it's not. And they'll say, no, that's okay. And I always figure it's easier to expand the different game that you hunt in there if they learn to trust you and you build up on that rapport and you do what you said you were going to do. But I also ask them at the time, I also say, okay, now, uh, is, it, is there any place that on your property we need to stay away from? Is there, uh, are we allowed to drive on the fields? Because we have quite an outfit to take in and take out. That's on goose hunting. Yeah, goose hunting. Is it all right to drive in the fields? Like, I always ask that and try to show Where do you them. want us to park? Yeah, we're responsible. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> the more you can show them you're responsible, the more they're willing to let you do it. And so far, we've usually been pretty lucky, unless they just hate hunting. Unless they just yeah. hate well, hunting. Well, there's, so. there's that right now. I, I, the, what I've ran into around here is a lot of the farmers will be glad to have a conversation with you if you're open. Um, finding fields uh, that people own is is tough because a lot of fields are rented. You go up to there and I'm just at the house on, on that on yeah. the property is rented by somebody and a farmer two, two, two lines over, maybe the yeah. one who owns it. That's, that's what dad's saying, right? You go, yeah, Oh, I the, think so-and-so owns it over there. And yeah. Oh yeah. And then you're yeah. on the wild goose chase of knocking on doors until we you got, find out. We got permission to hunt turkeys in this one field and <laughs> our woods kind of field woods. And when we got back in there, we'd come out on, out of the woods into different fields. And, and so you'd see a woods here and another field over there. That, so I drew a map of it and I went back to Mr. X and I said, can you tell me, like, show me on this map I drew what fields and woods you own, what's your property lines, and who the other owners are? Well, he gave me the owners, five different owners in that whole block, because I mapped it out once we were in there hunting. And so then my son-in-law and I, we were back there one morning. We were hunting on afternoons. He was on afternoon shifts, so we would go three, four times in, in a week. So we were in there. So then I said to him one morning, okay, we need to branch out on these other fields. So we drove around and knocked on every one of those doors. We knew their names. And I said, Mr. X has given us permission. And we've hunted four or five times in his property this year. And we noticed birds or whatever we're hunting on yours. And he's, he gave us your name and said that you're the person that we need to ask if we can add your, your property to be able to hunt on it while we're in there hunting on his. Oh, oh, he, you hunt his, do you? Yep. So, and then we got permission of four of those five. We got permission that morning and I got a, their names all marked on the map. I know what fields are theirs, what woods are theirs. And we got that whole block staked now, out. It just reminded me of something too, that I used to, when I do, so I have asked for permission, right? Not going to wait for dad. I'm going to see if I can do yeah, it. And sure. I take my earrings out and away I go. And, um, what I found really, and it, it just, it's who I am. I'm a, I'm a very transparent person. I'm just, hey, this, this is what you get. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. Cause a lot of times I haven't thought about it yet. It's coming out my mouth and surprising me. So <laughs> when I walk up and that I make sure that now my, my job, I have business cards. So I make sure that I would hand them a business card and say, and, and I would lead with that as well so that now here's who I am. Here's my phone number. Here's where I work. So that was one more caveat for me that it, and it really worked local. Now I worked at that time when I was asking, I worked at a very well-known local 
family run business that was out in the country. And so I, when you did that, they knew exactly where it was. I was a manager. So that probably helped as well somewhat. Right. So you have that manager title responsibility, but I would, I would, I would hit them with the card and explain who I was first. I'm so-and-so I work at, at this place. I'm the manager and I've noticed driving home from work that you've got turkeys in your field off the back of that woods. And so that instantly would show them that I'm not trying to hide who I am. I'm not trying to hide anything. I'm just going to be right out front and say, Hey, there you can, they're my numbers on that card at any time you can give me a call. Yeah. And right. And so to me, I think that also resonated quite well. Is, yeah, for sure. I mean, they, to, to your point, they, you're showing them who you are and you're the willingness for you to give information for them if they need to get a hold of you or anything goes on. Yeah. Like, you know, and if you I, don't have a, gonna, sorry, go ahead, Bill. Go, go. Yeah, when I was going to college, I, you know, back in a long time ago, but I, I made up little business cards and Avery labels to um, say who I was, uh, what I was wanting to hunt. My name and number was on the back of the card in case they wanted to get a hold of me. And then I had that card in duplicate so that the landowner could sign a copy of that as proof that he gave me permission, which is another topic I want to talk about yeah. real, real, some, real some, soon here. Some don't like doing that. Well, and that's what I was just going to say. I mean, from a, from a liability standpoint, yeah. I mean, being an Ontario Federation of Angler and Hunter member, we carry li- liability insurance. I in always let them know that as well. It, right? yep. But does that, <laughs> there's two, two schools of thought in my mind. Does that hinder the process by having a, a guy say, well, what do you need to bring that up for? Because we're just having a gentleman's agreement here. You can hunt our property. Why do you need to bring that stuff in? Or do you see it as a comfort for them to say, you know what, if this guy, something happens, you got to be, you got to be a sales guy. Up till now, I've let them bring it up. Uh, Sometimes if they're a little antsy or, well, you know, I don't know, then I'll bring it up. I say, okay, yes, I'm a member of OFA and I have agreement papers that I will sign to show you that I won't hold you liable. And you can get them from the OFA website and you can get them from the Ontario government website and I'll sign anything that you require. And there are a couple of farms that, that right now we sign them every year. We yep. renew those agreements every year. And, and you're, it's on there what they expect of you and what I am going to do and what they, ex- and, and it shows them yeah, that dad, we're not going to hold dad them brings them and we all sign them and then he takes them back. Yeah, we do that. And it helps. Now we did, we did find a field. We found we were, we were scouting from another piece of property where we had permission and we saw geese going in and it wasn't owned by the people where we were hunting. So we found out who owned it. I drove around, talked to the guy and explain that we were hunting that person's property and we noticed them coming back here. Do you mind if we go back and hunt? And he says, well, no, I guess not. I guess that'll be okay. And so we went in and we had a really good hunt. And well, when we went in, we discovered that there was this mini lake in there. And so we asked him about hunting it and about fishing it. Yeah, no problem. So we got that. That was, we were talking last podcast about going back with Todd's new boat and where that was the field where we, we were shooting geese and there was a snow goose came in with the Canada's. So that's how we identify that property, the snow goose property. And so we got that expanded. Well then right to the west of him, it's this huge field that goes all the way to the corner 
with an abandoned farmhouse. And they started going in there. Well, he didn't own that. And so I went and I asked, I said, do you know who that owner is? And he says, yeah, I think it's, and he gave me the name. Well, the name we knew. The name was a friend of ours. And he hates turkeys. He owns a lot of different fields and yeah. properties like all over. And so I knew it was just a matter of phone call. He hates the geese. And as soon as I get on the phone and say, hey, Mr. X, this is this is Don. Uh, here's the... Here's the corner that the field's on. Here's the, the number. I understand that you own that. He said, yeah, what do you want to hunt? Turkeys and geese. Go get them. Clean them out of there. <laughs> and so, you know, it, uh, it, you're getting a lot of names and that from other farmers. And, and letting them know that you hunt that guy's property gives them a chance to sometimes they'll call and ask that guy, what are they like? Oh, the boys are great. They come in. They oh, farmers in. talk. Yeah. Oh, they so, do. Absolutely. They do. Yeah. So that kind of helps you uh, get in yep. too. So we've even had them yeah. stop. We have permission on other, on people's farms and they'll be driving by and we're on somebody else's farm and they'll stop. Hey, how are you guys making it out? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, who is that? Oh, it's so-and-so. We hunted this place last the other week. The thing that helps out, I found too, if you take them a venison roast or you, like I make a lot of goose jerky and I make a lot of uh, goose burger and stuff like well, that. And that's, that's where we're going, right? You become, you become a friend. Yeah. Like I love going out and having conversation. Now I like to talk. Now it doesn't have to be wild game. Suppose we, you know, I give them redneck country shirts, hats. Yeah. But it's one, that particular farmer we're talking about, the, the snow goose field and the lake. I said to Todd, we need to thank this guy. He seemed like a really nice guy. His, his wife was sick and she couldn't get out much. And so we went to uh, one of the grocery stores and, and I don't know, we bought some dessert buns and muffins and different fancy cookies. We didn't spend a fortune, but we just bought some desserts that, that looked really good. And we stopped in and said, listen, I don't have any jerky made yet. And I don't have things uh, on the go yet. I haven't got any pepperettes, but we wanted to really thank you for the great hunt you allowed us here. We wanted to keep the door open for future and we, I wanted to know the rules. Can we just come if you're not home? Do we have to let you know first? We wanted to give you this. And he says, no, that's fine. He says, if you can't get a hold of me, he says, I know your truck. And he says, just make sure you check with me and let me know you've been in or whatever. Well, and I said, well, let's exchange phone numbers so I can do that. And then he called me a few days later and he says, you know what? He says, I didn't think I was into that stuff much, that desserts and stuff you brought out. But you know what? That stuff was really good. My wife mm -hmm. is, is, is sick right now, and she don't cook or bake much anymore. And I really enjoyed that, and I wanted to say thanks. Great. We'll bring you some more. Just keep the fields open yeah, to us. Like a lot yeah. of guys think. Instant report. Well, and I think it's that out of the box, right? Yeah, like A lot of guys will say, oh, I just take up a case of beer or whatever. But that's something they buy every day. Sure. If somebody drinks, you know, like they'll buy their crown Royal every day and it's like, Oh, great. Thank you. And if they, if they have money, which a lot of landowners will have some disposable income, they're used to always having like a bottle of crown Royal. If that's what they drink, they're used to always having a case of beer. So you taking them something is great. And Oh, thank you. I've got that case of beer. And a lot of guys think that's awesome. Right. But it's not that extra something they don't have that they wouldn't even have thought of buying that might be less expensive than a bottle of Crown Royal. Oh, it was, definitely. But, well, yeah, but all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's more thought than money. Yeah. And like uh, to me, that's just standard life, yeah, you, right? Yeah, they're going to remember you uh, 
uh, over uh, maybe a little bit more about the guys that thought out, hey, I got this really neat redneck country shirt and hat. And, well, and for uh, me, they can wear it, wear it around too. Right? It, I don't think of it as trying to schmooze, and I don't think of it because the I, we don't give them stuff right off the bat. It's not no. like we're going there with a with a box of cookies and and or a box of kittens and saying, hey, look at this. Can we hunt? It's after. Because yeah. I don't yeah, no, look at it, it that way. I look at it. I'm here as a conversation. My, my In my thought process when I first meet you is like it would be with anybody. I got to show you that I think I'm a good person, that I'm a responsible person. I know that you're going to only want responsible people and good people. You're not going to want jerks. So I'm, I've got to be very cognizant of that. I don't think I am that. So hopefully I can portray it. Now, now... As if I would with my friends, you've, you've got redneck country shirts, Bill Scotty's got redneck country shirts, like all my buddy. It's no different now. Now to me, they're a friend. And if you treat them that way, that's what it's about. It's not, if they start to go, well, this guy's just buttered me up to get permission. Well, it, it, that's, that's your thought process. Then it, it, you may get permission for a bit, but you don't have a solidified relationship. And really I'm not looking, I have lots of hunting permission. If we lose some, oh, well, it's for me. Literally, it's more of a friend. Now, we live in a small town. I see them out at the market, at the mall, at a restaurant. Now it's a conversation. Hey, how you doing? What's new? What's going on? Because they're a friend. And really, that's where it really yeah. comes down to. One of the main fields we hunt, the guy owns a lot of property. I've run into him at Costco. He's gone out of his way to drive down where we're parking and stop beside us and say, hey, how's it going? I've had my wife with me. We're at Costco. And we have a conversation in the parking lot. Because you're friends. Yeah. Now you're inviting them to barbecues. Yeah. And it's yeah. not because I want to keep hunting your land. It's because we're friends. I, I think well, you're, you're good, a good person. They're good people. They turn into, that's turn what into people you want to spend time with. And right? that's the thought process. So many people go with the thought process of, I got to give this so I can hunt this. And yeah. now you're, these people don't need to give you permission. I mean, they might, but really you're, you're looking at a potential friendship and that's what it comes down to. Right. And then what would you do for your friends? Well, that's, that's what you do. Well, it's, uh, it gives me somewhere to start off with. Right. I mean, what I took away from that first is you get, you got to do your homework. You got to know, <laughs> you got to know who you're asking and what you're asking for. And you got to be a good person. You, I, you show yeah. up, show up in a way that you would have an open conversation with, with somebody that you, you want to spend some time with later on and treat people with the respect and, and accept the fact that sometimes you, you may get told no. Yeah. Well, and, and that's it. That's, that's a given, right? And it could be for many different reasons that you're not even, it's none of your business. Now, I think that the business card thing is genius, Bill. Honestly, for you to have a business card and, and with your phone number and, and everything, I don't know about the signing part that can come later, but I used to carry them with me. And I said, I'm not just asking for me. I'm asking for my son and the boys. And here's my son's card. You may have no, you may know somebody at this business. And so that kind of made it a little more personal, you know, like, okay, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, that's just down here. So, yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah. You're accountable, right? You're, yeah. You're, that's, that's, that's what it all comes down to. We used to. to hunt an area back when we were both working in the same place. We used to hunt an area. The geese moved around a lot. It, like, they, they was hard to find them in the same place two days in a row. And so lots of times you hunt a place and they weren't in there the rest of the year. So you were always asking for permission, always. And I remember one morning they had moved on us and we didn't get to hunt. And 
but we saw where they were going and there was corn all around and they were in the middle of a cut cornfield, but the corn all around, you couldn't see them unless you actually saw them dropping in. So I went up to the farmer's house and I knocked on the door and I said, gee whiz, you got all kinds of uh, uh, geese going in here and it's right in the middle. It looks like you've got corn cut. He says, yeah, there's a field in there actually. There's, there's four fields and there's a fifth one in the middle and that one's been picked and that's where they're going. And I said, we'd really like to come back on Saturday morning, me and the boys, and hunt that field. Would that be all right? Well, he says, I'm going to be working in there Saturday morning. I said, well, what time do you usually start working early? He says, no, I usually start around 10. And I said, well, you know, if you would give me permission, I promise we'll start packing up at 9 and be out of your way. That'll give us, because they come in early, will give us a chance to shoot some geese. And if you need to get in there, because he was filling silo. And he says, I want to get in there and pick some more corn, and I want to do some more work with the tractor. So I said, if you'll give us permission, I promise to be out of there by 9 o'clock. <clears throat> Packing up at 9. And he says, yeah, okay, that'll be all right. So I home told the boys. They were excited. Remember that? So and we watched the time. And at 9 o'clock, <clears throat> I said to Todd, we got to start cleaning up. And I said, I want you to head over to the truck right now. But when you get the truck, drive up the roadway in here and see if he's getting ready and getting stuff done and ask if he's ready to come in. Because if he's not, maybe he'll give us a little more time. Well, anyway, Todd did that. And he come back. He's nope, he's just getting stuff ready now. He really he, re, he wants to get in here and get started. So he's really thankful that we're leaving. So we, we didn't get our limit, but we had a bunch of geese. Yep. Yeah. That's, <laughs> so a, that's another great point too, right? Uh, it's just going to say, that's another great point. You got permission. Don't screw it up. Oh, yeah. If the landowner says, don't be here, don't be there. If the no. landowner says, pick up your shells, don't drive on my field. Pick up your shells and don't drive, don't drive field. on the field. Don't drive on the field. I'll tell yeah. you what. If they've actually get said that, and 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 if you're gonna drive on their field, don't don't not not mention it. Ask. Yeah, yeah. Are, can we drive on your field? Because in their mind, it, it, they've already got it set. Some would be like they don't care. Others are like you don't, and they might not say it. And if you do, wow. And again farmers talk and every yeah. piece of permission that you have every every land is a gateway to more because when you go and ask well i hunt so-and-so's just down the road can i hunt yours oh you hunt so-and-so's oh well then okay right because yeah. if he trusts you then i'll trust you and so I, yeah, yeah so far when i when i've been asking around here and then the only reason why a lot of people said no is because they've already had somebody on their property it's hey i i live in where I live, I'm next to this guy's who, uh, property. Oh, you are. Yeah, I'm right across the street from so and so. Yeah, I know that guy. He he does all my my mechanics work. And, and then it's like, okay, well, if I mention those two names, not to say that they gave me permission. It's hey, maybe I'm going to give this guy a call and say, hey, is this guy credible or is he a jerk? And should I not even bother talking to him? You know. And yeah, hey, you're right. If farmers around here and anywhere. They talk. And if you've messed up one place, you are not getting somebody else's. We got a piece of property that's right next to a piece of property that we hunt. And once in a while, the geese will go in the property we don't have permission on. And five years ago, I stopped in there to try and get permission. So we had a blank of permission in that block. And he had had some bad experience. The guy said they'd do this and they didn't do that. And he just tired of, he had to get up early in the morning and kick them out because they did what they weren't supposed to do, and I, I just tired of that. And I said, well, I can assure you we're not that way. 
but I can understand what you're going through. So I respect that. And I left. Well, the next spring, I went in there again and I explained to them who, who I was. And I said, have you changed your mind or give it any more thoughts? No, I haven't. Well, I've been doing that for five years. Last spring, he finally said, well, you can hunt that backfield if you do this, this and this. And I said, thank you very much. So I watched it, but nothing went in there. But at least we had permission with some with some restrictions now. And so I'll go back again this spring and I'll say, you know what? I really appreciate you allowing us the opportunity. However, uh, they did go in the field back behind you where we had permission. We hunted that, but we never did get to hunt your property. Um, but we would have respected it. Can we still, is there, can we expand that property a little bit? And he's starting to relent because I don't bug him. I don't badger him. I don't argue with him. I understand what he's gone through. And I assure you, not like that. And so he's coming around. So I have confidence we'll probably get in there. Yep. And again, it's all about making friends. Like there's some farmers I know when my kids are with me and I'll say, oh, I got to stop in here just to say hi. They're no, no, because I'm two hours talking. There's one, there's one (laughs) landowner where we hunted the geese. He's, I only know him from asking permission. And I've gotten to know him so well. I mean, when I stop in, it's two hours, like literally, because he can talk more than I can. And and then it just, and next thing you know, they're like, dad, we want to go. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's I, now a friendship. I'm going to try to pull out the, uh, the silver bullet that I have this weekend and we can just and maybe Violet will come with, Violet will come with me too. And there you and go. I, to I was going to say at the beginning, the Violet factor. Oh yeah, for sure. Pigtails. I don't want to play on our heartstrings too take much. Take your but. wife, take your son, take your daughter. You know, you kind of want to get a family hunt in here. Yep. Yeah. Any, anybody but my brother. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. <laughs> for, for him listening. <laughs> Just kidding, Jay. I know you're listening. That's so <laughs> awesome. He sent me a picture. He sent me a picture this week. I got to post it with a Dua Lipa. <laughs> he's oh, got two bats. He sent you a picture here. But he's, I love it. Yeah. This weekend, if, if, if I can get one property, that's all I want. I don't, I don't need to get a, a dozen. I just would like to get one private farm, you know, instead of a county bush where I can go walk, I can uh, take the kids out. I think I told you a hundred times, I don't care if I shoot the opportunity to have my family with me in the woods in an opportunity where they can actually, you know, harvest something, right? Yep. (laughs) We were trying to get permission in this one field for several years and he was a little reluctant. And so I would just go back in and have a conversation with him and so finally he said, uh, yeah, I guess you'd be all right. And I, I pulled in one night when they were coming in and at night. They were coming in at night and in the morning. And I said, well, let, take a walk back with me and let me show you what, what's happening and what they're doing. And so we walked around the barn and I said, you know, we'll park wherever you want us to park. And, and uh, we'd like to hunt that field right there and we'd like to hit it tomorrow morning. He says, yeah, okay, I'll give you guys a shot at it. It was me and Todd and Scott. I said, now we're going to come in with a trailer. We're going to put out all these dozens of decoys. So we're, we're like, if we drive in, we don't want lights on your house or anything. He's nope, go in here, park here. You're good to go. So we went in, got all set up. And before the geese started coming and started to get light, we noticed the farmer. <laughs> he was leaning on a hay bale in he the was, back. <laughs> he was, yeah, them big round hay bales. He had them all lined up behind the barn. And he was, he was leaning on one and you could see his head. And he stood and watched our whole hunt. And we walked over, and actually he came and, 
and helped us uh, hunt some geese down. Like we were almost done, and he helped him. He helped us hunt them down. Yeah. And he watched helped us, us pick them up. And, and I said, now, you know, we're, we're liable to get a couple of hunts here because that isn't everything that was coming in. We like, limited out. We got out of Dodge. Yeah, and so we left. And I said, then there was more coming in at night. And can we come back again this week? And he said, yeah, yeah, sure. And doggone, he, he was up that morning and he watched us again. He was watching yeah. it Because yeah. I said, I got an extra gun if you yeah. want to come. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> yeah, he said, no, no. No, I just, no. I just, I he, got like up a, he got up at 5 o'clock. We drove in at 5 o'clock. He got up at 5 o'clock, got dressed, come out and watch the hunt. He said, I just enjoyed watching. What better hunting show than uh, than that with a field full of decoys and, and birds dropping out of the sky and yeah. it all coming together? The only thing that makes that more painful is when you want to hunt and you're watching it hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> that would drive me so, nuts. Well, there you go. I, I, we I think you're going to be – you good, just uh, need to get your personality. See, I think, I think the biggest problem is the jerks have a problem because they're jerks. <laughs> yeah. But you, it, it's really on you to l- get your personality across, Bill. Like you're one of the nicest dudes I know. So if they well, know you, that. I don't think you're going to have a problem. But you only have two minutes to That's let it. them see your bill. And it's it's and, the worst and time. And make sure if you want, give them my number, and I'll let them know. Look, e- even if you're you're, you're pro animal, like you're against hunting, letting Bill in there isn't going to disrupt any animals in there. He's, <laughs> he's he's known as the almost guy. It's, it really, you're just educating all those animals. You're doing them a favor by letting Bill I, in. I, I will be wearing my redneck country almost guy shirt. Uh, it's a conversation point. Hey, what's the almost guy about? Well, let me tell you. You have time because I got a story or two for you. <laughs> oh, I love That's it. That's why I'm bringing my family with me. <laughs> <laughs> no. you'd, you'd be a lot skinnier if you didn't have them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> well, thanks oh. for the coaching tips, there, gentlemen. And, oh, is your, uh, is your tea gone? Yeah, it's pretty close. It's just about getting stone cold. And we've so. done our job. We have. That yeah, was another great evening. I'm looking forward to hearing how you make out. Keep us in the yeah. loop. I'll keep you in the loop. Awesome. All right. Good night, Bill. Good night, sir. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week.